0: You're listening to the Money Web Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6 30 a.m.
1: Monday, 22nd January 1984. 40 years ago today, the Apple Macintosh was launched, the first commercial computer to use a mouse and a graphical user interface. I'm Simon Brown coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb offices in Gautun, Johannesburg. On the show today, Nick Kunza from Sunline Private Wealth. U.S. markets, the main ones, NASDAQ, S&P, DAO, all, all closing at all-time highs on Friday. I want to dig into that. Gerard Swart uh, from Performanta, uh, talking AI and cybercrime. I mean, does this, all this AI make for cybercrime? I mean, does it make it easier? One would think probably, yes. The end of it from NMG Benefit, making kids smarter about their money. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. StandLib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines for MoneyWeb. The Heineken-Destow deal. Workers head to the CCMA. Unions say merger conditions set by the competition tribunal have not been met. Business Day. Fitch sees 50 billion Rand bailout for Transnet. Global rating agency has retained South Africa's rating with a stable outlook, but is concerned about weak economic growth. Morning markets, US was green, S&P up 1.25%, Nasdaq 2% higher. Over in the east, it is mixed. We've got Sydney up a quarter of a percent, Tokyo up 1.2%, on the red side, Hong Kong down 2.1% and ten cent down 2.7%. Commodities also mixed, gold 2,048, Brent is red at 78.65, platinum red at 908, palladium 9, 945, rand 1904, bitcoin 41,100, top 40 open call 115 points to the upside, that's almost 0.2 of a percent green.
2: Money web now on the money. Also available on podcast.
1: Chatting now with uh, Nick Quinza from Sunlam Private Wealth. Nick, appreciate the early morning I mentioned in my intro there. NASDAQ, S&P, Dow Jones, all closing at all-time highs on Friday. Now, I'm, 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 I, I've learned the hard way. Don't step in front of a, a, a bull market. But I've got to say, this doesn't feel like a, a rah-rah bull market. Or am I just missing the rah-rah part?
0: Yeah, morning Simon. Yeah, and just to add to that, that sort of adage, you know, the expression you trade what you uh, you see, not what you think. And and right now, you're right. I mean, the market is grinding higher. uh, You know, full house, all three indices hitting highs. But to to your point about uh, you know, is this a broad based rally? It, it, it feels like it certainly wasn't the blistering rally we saw in the last month of 2023 uh when the market sort of uh, you know went north of 10 percent up you know it's like well 16 percent I think the exact number yeah. was in the last few months but uh, you know Walt well, the, the main benchmark, it's, it's taken three weeks just to grind up one and a half percent because the economic data that's coming out is 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 mixed to to slightly worse actually most has really been driven on on the the you know the excitement that the rates are going to be slash going into this year. Uh, but uh, I think some of the economic data is saying just hold on a bit. Inflation is still a little bit sticky.
1: Yeah, I mean, we look at the Russell 2000, which is kind of their mid-small cap. That's still 20% mm-hmm. off the November 2021. Fair oh, market, Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then Wall Street Journal was getting all excited. Almost $9 trillion sitting in cash and year cash, bonds, CDOs, and the like. And they were kind of implying that's coming into the market. I've got to say, with rates in the U.S., for the first time in, what, 15 years, you're earning money on mm-hmm. cash? Uh, some of that money is probably quite happy to sit in cash and yeah. bonds.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, for for, for a, risk, a risk-free return in hard currency, yeah. in getting um, between four and five percent, are you going to pile it into the Nasdaq, which was up fifty-three percent last year, into tech shares? Probably not. So, and I think that's a little bit optimistic thinking. Uh, the point is, um, I mean, we, I guess for all of us, you know, as, as managing money, you know, at the start of this year, you know, where do you put that money right now? And unfortunately, it, or fortunately, Looks like America's kind of the only game in town at the moment.
1: It is because if we come home quickly and let's be clear, we're mm. we three weeks into the into the trading year. We've already got year to date implants of twenty percent Sabania uh, Angloplat or fifteen percent. The route in PGMs is not going away.
0: It's not going away, and I guess that's the, that's the contradiction we're seeing in the marketplace because uh, you know base metals, precious metals, the PGM basket, as you pointed out, uh, you know, not reflecting a I guess enthusiasm for a, a you know a high flying economy, and we're talking globally as well. I mean, look what's happening in China as well. You know, this morning they they kept their rates unchanged. The yeah. uh, Market was hoping for a little bit of a stimulus, not coming. Uh, so China's China's really not uh, doing any heavy lifting for the global economy, which tends to you know help South Africa as our biggest trading partner. Europe's probably already in recession. Again, reiterating, you know, U.S. at the moment, even though it's expensive, it's probably the only place uh, to put your money for the time being anyway.
1: You, you mentioned some of the bases. I'm looking at iron ore. I mean, iron ore actually holding up surprisingly well mm. um, and, and just off 52-week highs, which, of course, we've seen that most notably in the, in, in the Kumba chart.
0: Yeah, Basement that that particular space doing reasonably well, and I'm not sure if it's to do with uh, expectations of some sort of big Chinese stimulus, uh, restocking out of that sector. But even the the contract, the iron contract trades in Singapore, also mm. near its uh, near sort of 52 week highs too. So that kind of a uh, I guess that's the, the contradiction in in the sort of global growth story, I guess.
1: Yeah. And i got to point out that even with I know looking not too bad, Kumba's off 12% this year. It's been a bit of a rout for the first three weeks. Nick Kunza, Sunline Private Wealth, always appreciate the early morning insights. Our poll today, uh, LinkedIn and Twitter, is around those U.S. indices. As, as I said, all three of the majors closed at all time highs on Friday. However, Russell 2000 still technically in a bear market. Are you bullish on U.S. stocks for 2024? Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter.
3: Hear that? Nothing. Your money can do more when it blocks out the noise, as hard as it is these days. When you invest in the Stanlib Balanced Cautious Fund, we manage the risks so that you can see stable inflation-beating returns through market cycles. Invest with more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. StanLib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager.
2: MoneyWeb now on the money.
3: I'm General Swartis, Chief
1: Technology Officer at Performanta. Gerard, appreciate the time. I was going to say new year, new cybersecurity risks. Truthfully, cybersecurity doesn't really follow a calendar at all. But we have seen new things coming. And I think most important, perhaps generative AI is going to play a heightened role, both in cybercrime and in the cybersecurity aspect.
2: Yeah, Hello, Simon, and thank you for having me on the show. Yes, we've already seen late last year how generative AI has been causing havoc in the world. And if I can give you one very, very well-known one is about November last year, the biggest, what they call a DDoS attack happened in the world now, or a DOS attack. And just to explain what a DOS attack is in layman terms, is think about a traffic jam during load shedding. Mm. So you're trying to pump more cars through that robot, but the robot can only handle so much because it's not working. So what the attackers did is they used generative AI to... Hit this specific website, 380 million requests per second. That is Mm -hmm. unheard of. Yeah. Yeah, that is unheard of. So you can imagine the problems that it caused. But at the same time, organizations like ourselves, we are using generative AI to combat the cyber Mm. criminals. And I've always said, I know it's a double edged sword, but. When the bow and arrow was invented, as an example, I'm sure it was never invented for war. It was Mm -hmm. actually invented for hunting. And it's the same with anything nowadays, right?
1: I take your point on that. But with this AI and the generative AI, I mean, no doubt the expert cyber criminals are using it. But does it enable sort of that cliche script kiddie? Suddenly it can give, you know, someone with not much skill a leg up. In other words, widen that base of cyber criminals.
2: I'm going to say yes and no, Simon. The big reason is you still need to have a little bit of knowledge. So it's not as simple as help me to attack a specific bank, as an example. It's not that simple. So you do need a little bit of knowledge. And it's going to take a while before we get to that point. And I hope it's not this year because, (laughs) but at some stage, yes, it's going to get there. But right now, it's not there yet from an AI point of view. The more worrying factor that we've got is how AI is used to perform scams. Uh, from a fishing point of view, and, and imagine this, that you get a phone call 2 o'clock in the morning from one of your kids, and it's a generative AI voice. It sounds like them saying, listen, I'm in trouble, I need money urgently, please put it in this bank yeah we've got to be worried about those type of things
1: i read about one of those in the u.s and it was actually his wife in the example and he's a computer boffin and he almost fell for it but you mentioned the phishing i mean we've got multi-factor authentication we hope that everyone's using at least a two-factor your sms your email maybe it's an authenticator app or something is that being attacked i mean is that if i've got mfa turned on i surely can't sit back and say everything's fine
2: correct yeah so i always say there's no silver bullet in cybersecurity, and mfa multi-factor authentication used to be. And I'm saying this used to be because... There's no such thing as flaw or or the closest you would get to a silver bullet. The problem nowadays is that the attackers are trying to intercept your token as such and your token being a pin or a Mm passphrase or whatever. And it it happened, I almost fell for it uh, late last year as well when I got a phone call from my cell phone operator. I thought it was my cell phone operator. And they were telling me, listen, uh, there was just a SIM swap. Was it me? Should I cancel it? And it was very close when they asked me for my first pin, Mm-hmm. I said, whoa, 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 hang on, I'll phone the fraud department rather. And uh, yeah, then they put the phone down. So yes, they are getting clever. Most of that is done through social engineering. So exactly like my example I gave you, but also with the evolution of AI, people are trying to intercept that on a digital level as well. A little bit more harder, but it can happen.
1: Last one, what about work from home? And, and I appreciate a lot of people are going back into the office, but I think there's still a good trend where folks are spending, maybe not the whole week, but a couple of days a week, they're working from home. That home might even be a coffee shop. And I'm thinking about the poor you know, security, uh, cybersecurity at the corporate who have got the corporate nice and locked down. I suddenly go home and, I mean, it's almost all bets are off.
2: Yeah, but you see, what has also happened, and COVID has helped advance us from a cybersecurity point of view mm. where I work from home four days a week, but my machine is the whole time connected to the corporate cybersecurity measures that we have. So you could have that. What businesses need to be wary of is that whatever I deploy from a cybersecurity point of view, it's got to stretch into that home environment because nobody can tell me in our organization how I need to configure my home Wi-Fi. But they can tell me, listen, this is what I need to have on my machine from a cybersecurity point of view. And additionally, they can manage it as well. That's thanks to the cloud. And uh, obviously, a lot of enhancements that has been done since COVID, or just before COVID, actually, it all started. So, yes, it is a worry. But we need to approach it as if, listen, if a person is sitting at home, it's as if he's connected into the corporate environment the whole time. And that's where we need to focus yeah, on. I take your
1: point on that. Last point, I mean, this is a, it's an arms race. You know, as one side gets better, so does the other. To the person out there, it really is, I suppose it's always just be suspicious.
2: <laughs> oh, wonderful there. And even even when you think about phishing and all other attacks, always, always, always ask yourself, is this real? Yeah. And that's where we've got to start. Is this real?
1: And if you have any doubt, as you say, you put the phone down and then phone your provider or your bank or whoever. We yeah. That's Gerard Swart. he's Chief Technology Officer. Performanta, appreciate the time.
3: When you stay invested over time in Stanlib's Global Multi-Strategy Diversified Growth Fund, Your money's in for some smooth sailing. With our global partners, J.P. Morgan Asset Management at the helm, your money can withstand the pressure and bad weather day-to-day market conditions cause. All aboard? Seek more returns at Stanlib.com forward slash more. StanLib Asset Management is an authorised financial services provider.
2: MoneyWeb now on The Money.
1: Tony and I are Executive Head of Financial Planning at NMG Benefits, saying I appreciate the early morning kids are back at school for the 2024 year. One of the key things, though, is getting them smarter around money. A recent note you put out said, you know, start them early. And suppose the, the, the first question, how early should we be engaging uh, our, our young ones in money, in, in sort of the, the, the process of getting smarter around money?
4: Yes, good morning, Simon. Cambridge University brought a study to say as as young as the age of seven, but my golden rule is the moment they can start to count to 10. The (laughs) moment they can count to 10, you can help them and uh, help them to appropriate uh, money in the proper way
1: and and and, and it's small things i mean it it's 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 not a case of you know necessarily put them down with an excel spreadsheet and start them to us balancing things it's just it's it's taking some of the arithmetic you make the point that even just helping calculate a, a, a tip at a restaurant kind of gets them involved in the whole process and, and and thinking around money
4: yeah and and there's a a really nice way of doing it where you t- actually take three different colors of piggy banks uh, um, the way of the traffic like a, a green, an amber, and a red, and you allocate money and you say, listen, the green money is for the money that you want to spend, the red money is the money you want to give away, and the, the amber money is the money you want to save. Mm-hmm. And you start allocating the money in those piggy banks as cash, and then you help them. That's for, for young children, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, things like helping them choose the groceries and, and, and look at the groceries and, and see which ones are the, the most cost-effective.
1: And that really, I mean, what we're talking here is just getting them involved. You know, I'm thinking a family budget, and obviously, we're talking kids older than seven, I would imagine. But you know, if a budget's been done, typically kids are kind of like informed of what it is. There must be space to 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 in to them in the process as they get older. Sit them down, help them understand where the money's coming and going.
4: Yeah, that's that's also true. But I think it's also important to help them have their own budget mm. and say there's a portion of money. I think one of the biggest mistakes that, that parents make is um, in creating a poor mentality, telling their kids, listen, there's no money for this, um, instead of saying it's not in our budget. Um, it's subtle things like that, but you're creating a wealth mindset by helping your kids work on the budget and maybe allocate a portion of the budget of the household that they can manage that on behalf of the household.
1: And I, I take your point on that as well. It goes to to I mean, you talk around the three piggy banks, and I appreciate as kids, kids get older, they might not actually be piggy banks anymore. But but one of those is around. You've got that third to 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 spend. You know, how do you spend it? Don't blow it all on 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 payday.
4: Yeah, and it comes back to your budget. And, and you know, even as an adult, we say you know, when you look at your budget, you look at you always say have you have your obligations, you have your needs, and you have your wants, and start breaking that down. As you grow older, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't help you spend money on restaurants or entertainment, but you haven't paid your rent or you haven't paid your insurance or your car. Then you know you're going to lose that anyway uh,
1: that the setting an example, and I often make the point that you know when you look at at the wild world i mean for example, governments the world over they all borrow more than they that they earn, and that's a terrible example as as parents there's a responsibility on you to 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 do, you know do, do as you uh, as you say set that example for the kids,
4: yeah. I think that's really, really important that we as parents need to set the example of how do we handle money, the the psychology behind money, on how we talk about money, and what do we say to our kids. But yeah, spending, um, properly, appropriately, and, and also sometimes you come to a place where you say, oh my goodness, there's not enough money this month, so let's get creative around it because sometimes life happens. Mm-hmm. And it's also important to talk to your kids like things like an emergency fund and how to do Uh, how to do with that
1: yeah i I, absolutely and then it the last point you made was you know help your kids earn money and that's not you know sending them off to the sweatshop (laughs) that's you know i I don't know if they're young enough maybe they can wash cars or something as they get older they can go and 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 work in restaurants perhaps as as waiter or bus uh, boys or girls but it is getting them involved in that in that in that side hustle and that mentality that you know money just doesn't fall out of the sky
4: Yes, uh, Simon, actually Harvard Grant did an interesting study, 85-year-old study, or the study went for 85 years, where mm-hmm. they say that people that, or children that help around the house, and you might want to pay your kids a, a money for chores, are actually more successful, and to your point… I think there's two sides to it. Sometimes we have to go to our kids, go and find a job, go and do do something around, do some chores or do something in the, in the neighborhood. But other times it's, I think it's really important for us to empower our children and say, listen, Mm. you can have whatever you want to have. You must just go and make the money. Go and don't go and earn it, but start with a, a side hustle. Start with, with selling lemonade in the neighborhood or, mm-hmm. or start becoming an entrepreneur. Because in South Africa, those people that really want to thrive in the future, I think we need to raise up more entrepreneurs to stimulate our economy. And that's one of the ways we can practically do it in our households.
1: Yeah, I see that. I remember when I wanted a a motorbike and my mother was sure and I was surprised. But then I realized she wasn't paying for it. I had to go find that (laughs) money. (laughs) And I did. I absolutely went and got the money. I worked like crazy. stint of it. Executive Head Financial Planning, NMG Benefits. Appreciate the early morning. That's it for today. On Friday, we were chatting with uh, Mia Klechler from Kruger International about that Richemont's third quarter update. It was to end December, um, and it just it was strong across the board. Watches, in particular. Stock on Thursday was up some 10% on the news, as the market had been a little more bearish. She also made an important point that we've got to look at the nuances in those different uh, 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 luxury goods, Burberry, LVMH, both, both luxury, but both very different to what Richmond is doing. We asked you if you held Richmond. Almost half said yes. Over a third said you had missed it. Uh, the rest of you said you preferred others, such as that LVMH or perhaps that Burberry. Have your say, have your vote, LinkedIn and Twitter. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning. The MoneyWeb website and the app. Six thirty AM podcast, just after seven. Thanks to my team, Eddie, Nobachle, Nicole. To you for listening. My guests for their time. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb now. We'll chat again
0: tomorrow. Carew results. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb now podcast, posted every weekday at seven AM on MoneyWeb.co.za. MoneyWeb now. On The Money.